You can tell that we've moved into a new realm. I'm actually reading the Bible off of my iPhone. Pretty sure that's a first. This is from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved it is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise, and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one who is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has God not made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of the world, God, wisdom for sense in the wisdom of God, the world did not know God through wisdom. It pleased God through the folly of what we preach to save those who believe. For Jews demand signs and Greeks seek wisdom. But we preach Christ and him crucified, a stumbling block to the Jews and folly to the Gentiles. But to those of us who are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ the power of God and the wisdom of God. For the foolishness of God and the wisdom of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. For considering your calling, brothers, not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful, not many were of noble birth. But God chose that which is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. And because of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became to us the wisdom from God, righteousness and sanctification and redemption, so that as is written, let no one who boasts, let anyone who boasts, boast in the Lord. For I decided to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. The word of the Lord. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this place, for the witness that it is to our community, our nation, in the world, and for using us, jars of clay, broken vessels, but within us we have this treasure, the gospel that is from you and not from us. In Jesus' name, amen. I feel incredibly overwhelmed. Uh, I feel like the man who fell off the top of the skyscraper and on the way down kept saying, so far, so good. (laughs) And yet, I know that the Advent is on sure footing. We've had a legacy, a godly legacy, of ministers and lay folks who have gone before us, and we stand on the shoulders of those who have gone before us. It still amazes me that here in the building that we sit in, and the size that it is, that when it was built, it was an eye toward today. Uh, When it was built, uh, they could not fill it, not just based on their membership, but based on the population of the city of Birmingham. And so, during this time of transition, I've been talking to a lot of folks who have been around for a while, I've been reading things, and I've been praying And I don't think that God has given me any particular vision uh, that is uh, out of uh, the ordinary. He's not uh, laid on my heart. We need to do more mission trips to Tahiti. Uh, but, uh, But in fact, to emphasize and to clarify that which we've been doing since the very beginning. The Advent has always had in its DNA a heart for the gospel. When I say that we have a heart for the gospel, I mean that we are passionate about lifting Jesus up in his life, death, and resurrection, knowing that Jesus has the power to change the heart of the sinner. 
This congregation has also had a heart for those who have not heard the gospel. There are still those in the world, even in Birmingham, who have never heard the gospel message. And so, in obedience to Christ and with compassion for others, we who are consciously aware of our own sinfulness put forth this message of Christ's love for those who have never heard. I observe that we have a heart for those who have been burned by the church. Uh, Many in our culture have had an experience with the church that has turned them away from the faith. A majority of those who sociologists, sociologists call nuns, those who claim to have no religious affiliation, say they grew up in the church. And I think of many, many people who go off to college with faith in Jesus and decide to sort of throw it over by the wayside. And then they think, well, maybe one day when I get married and have kids, the church will be good for something again, and and then I'll come back. And yet, even they need to understand that the gospel is for Christians, too. Jesus has a particular love for those who have been burned by the church. I feel like we've also had a heart for the city of Birmingham. The Advent has been a presence in Birmingham from the very beginning. We are a vibrant congregation full of talented and creative believers in the Lord Jesus, and we have always sought to bring the transforming power of grace to those in need around us, but also in blessing the city through the arts, historical preservation, commerce, and community involvement. We have long believed that the gospel touches every single area of life, and we have a heart for the city that God has called us to minister to. This morning I mentioned Paul's ministry in Corinth and why where, John, where Paul went was to the city because that's where the ideas were. That's where the people were. And that's where the ideas go out. And so we are intentional in our preaching of the gospel and witness in all areas of life to the city of Birmingham. Uh, lastly, I would say something about my deanship. God willing, Lauren and the girls and I will be here for a very, very long time. And um, growing up, uh, there was a minister who pulled me aside and he said, now I want to give you some advice. And he said, uh, I know that you're called to the ministry, and many of you know that I was called to the ministry when I was a teenager, which didn't do a lot for my dating career in high school or college. Um, So I just told them I was pre-law. But... He pulled me aside and said, I understand you're going into the ministry, and I just want to give you a little bit of advice, and that is, don't get too close to the people that that are around you in in, in your congregation. And uh, and I think I understood what what that person meant uh, about boundaries and things like that, but when I got into ministry, I realized, well, heaven help us if Jesus felt like that. And so everywhere that Lauren and I have gone, we have sought to absolutely sink ourselves in, uh, body, soul, and spirit, into the life of that congregation in place. And so uh, we are here. Uh, We are where God has placed us, and we plan on taking deep, deep root in this place uh, because we already love you so very, very much. And it's overwhelming uh, to think... Uh, you're going to have to counsel me when my daughters get married. And uh, uh, we'll have to pass the plate, and I'll see your children and grandchildren grow up. Already I've baptized some of your children, and I will stand with them here when, when they are married. Uh, someone in a jovial mood who's a little bit older said, I'm so glad you're the dean. Now I know who's going to bury me. <laughs> and so I look forward to many years of gospel witness, uh, to laugh together, 
to cry together, but above all, to lift up Jesus Christ as Lord. Amen.